Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's Tuesday. You think the football season's over. Not a chance. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1. One hour from now, we're not going to have a Herd hierarchy, but we are going to look at from momentum, productivity, age, all things considered, who are the 10 best quarterbacks in order going into next season? Some interesting guys falling off the list. One or two guys now inserted into the list, all things considered, who are their coaches, their coordinators. J-Mac is joining me. J-Mac took a a three-and-a-half-hour nap yesterday, I was told. He was sick as a dog, wheezing when he left the set. So a total gamer. Way to go. Way to show up today. Yeah, Monday was my flu game, for like the Jordan (laughs) flu game after the Super Bowl. I can't call in sick. Come on, Cowherd. But, uh, yeah, just... A little under the weather. Last week was a big one. It was. You know, we were in Arizona talking to a lot of fans, shaking yep. a lot of hands. Yes. Knuckle, fist bumping yes, people. Yes, we yes, were. Yes. Well, let's start with this. I read a story this morning. Um, what will Jalen Hurts' journey be going forward for the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, it should be a good one, but it may never duplicate this, although it could if he takes less than he can get. I know the young media hates that. Get the bag, they say. Cowboys would have another great receiver in corner if Dak didn't take the bag. Who's happier today in the NFL? Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes? Philadelphia is probably going to lose a half dozen free agents. If Jalen Hurts is going to get the money Jalen Hurts could get. Fletcher Cox probably retires. I think Jason Kelsey will. Lane Johnson could. Brandon Graham could be gone. If you look at the biggest 12 quarterback cap hits in the league, 
One guy, Mahomes, is a winner. <coughs> Tannehill, Cousins, Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Wentz, Dak, Carr, Darnold, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson. One guy, one guy, multiple playoff wins. That list is an indictment of paying your quarterback. I know. You got to give him the most. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. He's a really good quarterback who had a nice Super Bowl. He's not Mahomes, and here's the difference. Mahomes took a seventh-round rookie running back, an offensive line with a kid at center and right guard, a completely average receiving core relying on Juju Smith-Schuster in the Super Bowl, and Kadarius Toney, who came midway through the season. Jalen Hurts had the best offensive line in the league, the most capable tight ends, arguably the best duo at wide receiver, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Miles Sanders is a Pro Bowl level running back. Folks, Brock Purdy took a stacked roster to the NFC Championship. Now, I like Jalen Hurts a lot more than Brock Purdy. But let's not compare Mahomes and Jalen Hurts because Jalen was really good in that game. Mahomes was doing it with a seventh-round running back, a younger offensive line with no absolute guarantee Hall of Famers on it. Jalen Hurts had the best center in the game, Locke Hall of Famer, and the best right tackle arguably in a decade. Both could leave. I know everybody is saying you've got to take the most. But my takeaway is Jalen Hurts could send a real message like Patrick Mahomes did. Listen, I'm going to sign a deal that gives our team a little wiggle room. Now, again, Mahomes was a massive cap hit this year. But he is also easily the best player in the league. He is a force multiplier. He makes everybody better. They've rebuilt the O-line, the receiving core, and the defense in three or four years. It has had Zero impact. Zero impact on wins. So the journey for Jalen Hurts, ask yourself today, you know you're not Mahomes. Do you want to hoist trophies? Do you want to be back here? That list is an indictment of the biggest cap hits for quarterback. It's an indictment on what happens. You think Aaron's happy today? Nobody can get a hold of him. He's at a darkness retreat. Think Russell Wilson's happy today? I saw him in Arizona. I don't think he is. Sometimes you got to sacrifice a little. Hertz is excellent, but I can see Philadelphia in two, three, four weeks losing six or seven players. This may be the best version, and the only thing to ensure you can bring back a roster that's close to it is doing something that's semi-team friendly. I want to switch to this. Um, the scary thing about dynasties is dynasties usually in all sports have an arc, right? Like the Seahawks won with all these young guys, and then they got there again, and then it ended very quickly. Golden State's a great example. Think of the Warriors. Was last year the year to get them? Clay Thompson was about 70%. None of the young guys, Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, were ready to play. Jordan Poole would have good nights, but let's be honest, could disappear for stretches. Now, and I know they're not playing great now because Steph's out, but Jordan Poole's a better, more consistent player. Gary Payton II will be ready for the playoffs. Excellent defender. Dante DiVincenzo, veteran guard. That backcourt, 
is significantly better than last year and healthier. And Jonathan Kaminga is now in the rotation. Last year, to me, the fact they won last year, young guys weren't ready. They weren't. Jordan Poole was hit and miss. They're going to have way more depth in about two months when everybody's ready to go. That's scary. And that's Kansas City. First of all, I've always had this belief that to be a Super Bowl contender, you have to be a B-plus or an A at four things. Owner, GM, coach, quarterback. You'd have to go back to the Bill Walsh, Eddie DiBartolo, McVay, Joe Montana, Niners, where you have four A-pluses. Because the Patriots never were an A-plus at GM. Hunt family, A-plus. Non-meddling, good money, totally supportive. Brett Veach, GM, finding starters in the sixth and seventh round. Andy Reid and Mahomes. To me, there's an argument to be made like the Warriors. This was the year to get Kansas City. This was the year to knock them off. Rookie running back, four rookies in the secondary. Bolton, a kid, really good at linebacker. Corner, running back, wide receivers. They still need another dependable star. They were breaking in new faces and young guys. And what's scary is they have 11 draft picks. Strangely, they're in a pretty good space with their cap. They have no major holes on their roster. And whereas Jalen Hurts today just lost his play caller, he may lose his DC. He just lost his offensive coordinator and play caller. Good luck replacing Shane Steichen. Even if Eric Bieniemy left, Matt Nagy, Andy Reid's guy, was quarterback coach. Plug him in. It feels like this was kind of the year to get them. And nobody did. Right? I mean, Kadarius Toney came in midseason. What did he touch the ball in the Super Bowl? Five times? They all felt dynamic? He's going to be much better. The offensive line's got a kid at center and right guard. They'll just keep getting better. Feels like, to me, Philadelphia could be really good next year. I think they will be. But there's going to be guys leaving, like a couple guys retiring, and they lost their play caller. I don't know. Like, it is weird that Golden State won last year. Young guys weren't ready. Clay Thompson was hurt. They didn't have a ton of depth. Now it's like, look at that backcourt in two months. Like, Jordan Poole's better. Gary Payton will be ready to play. He'll be ready to play. DiVincenzo fits their system. Now Kaminga actually gets some minutes. That may have been the year, and it may have been the year for Kansas City. Our friend Nick Wright, he'll be on next hour, uh, announced the Chiefs dynasty yesterday on his show. Drop the banner. Oh, yeah. I'm on the record. Yep. He is the best we've ever seen. Your right he is. Your right he is, bro. That's a great take by you. I just wonder if we have a way to officially announce a dynasty. I'm thinking we do. I'm thinking we all we do have a dynasty. Oh, oh, bro. Got it for you. Yes, they were a little obnoxious yesterday, but listen, all these dynasties, they have arcs. You know, New England had one, then 10 years, no Super Bowl wins. Then they had another. Then it aged very quickly as they couldn't draft and develop wide receivers. I don't see the holes for Kansas City. Owner, GM, coach, quarterback. Young secondary guys getting better. Young O-line getting better. 
Wide receiver worked. It'll only get better. I mean, I, I'm trying to think who they would draft. A tackle. I think they'll probably draft an offensive tackle. Probably go get another running back, but I don't see the holes. It's not bad. Yeah. Kadarius Toney will abs. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster had a very good Super Bowl. These guys are hurt often, though. They. I'm. I'm not saying it's a strength, but Kadarius Toney will be a difference maker next year. If he's healthy, yes. He's Sky Moore, rookie, absolutely yeah. got better as the year progressed. So MBS. it's not a. It, he disappeared, but it's yeah. not a weakness. It's not great. It's not Philly, yeah. but it's not a weakness. Speaking of Philly, I counted him up. Seven free agent defensive starters. Seven. Two on the offensive line and Miles Sanders running back. So you're looking at 10 starters hitting free agency for the Eagles, possibly. And now you got to pay Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I've never understood. I always say if I was a fan, and that's not what I am anymore, I would always be rooting for my team to have financial flexibility. Why would I care if a quarterback gets paid a lot? I don't hang out with him. He's not taking me out for drinks. He's not taking me on vacation. I don't want my star quarterback to be the highest paid guy in the league. I want my team to be flexible so you can go get a Kadarius Tony. You can go get players. The idea that I'm rooting for a guy to get rich, these guys are all rich. I don't need richest quarterback. It means nothing in my life. What means something in my life is my team can make moves. And is Dallas this year. You think they'd be a better football team if they could have afforded another wide receiver? Watch Dallas pull back next year. Like they needed... They had a terrible, the Cowboys don't have a second corner or a second star receiver. You could if you didn't pay Dak what you pay Dak. What about the Eagles losing both coordinators likely today? It'll be official. And Steichen, the Chargers loved him. They loved him. The Eagles loved him. He is now the young, hot coordinator, not just because of Philadelphia. And again, Jalen Hurts is talented. You start losing a star play caller. And your center. And what happened to Buffalo after they lost Brian Dable? The offense did not look as good. Oh, at the end of the year, it regressed badly. Outplayed twice by Miami. Skylar Thompson gave him, I mean, a (laughs) challenge. Beat up Tua did. So it's a thing. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Welcome back. Uh, So Derek Carr today is expected to be released. It's not necessarily bad news for Derek Carr. It saved the Raiders a bunch of money, like $40 And it also, Derek Carr can now pick his team, right? So, and I think Carolina is the field. There's another story, Jimmy Garoppolo and Tampa may work. That's always felt like one of the better fits to me. Tom Brady's retired. My guess is Aaron Rodgers sticks with Green Bay. That's my guess. We have had big moves, a big move three straight years. Brady, Stafford, Russell Wilson. And there's much speculation that Lamar Jackson to Miami, as Jason McIntyre engineered that rumor uh, two months ago, he could be right. I think the one you have to really think about, and he's not a star, and you really got to think about this, put your pom-poms down in Chicago, is moving off Justin Fields. Here's why. In two years, he's been bad and bad. Well, the offensive line, no, it's actually rated 14th in the NFL. Burroughs is rated significantly worse this year. In two years, he completes 59%, has a passer rating under 80, 24 TDs and 21 picks. It's bad. Justin Herbert started first game as a pro. He told he was starting five minutes before the game. His offensive line that year was ranked dead last in the league, and his coach was uncreative and got fired. He put up huge numbers. His offensive line is significantly worse as a rookie than the Bears this year. Andrew Luck's first two years, 11-5, 11-5. His own line was much worse. Joe Burrows this year is ranked 28th. Last year it was atrocious, and he got to a Super Bowl. You can't use the O-line anymore. It ain't great, but it's not Herbert rookie year bad. It's not Cincinnati last three years bad. It's not close to Andrew Luck bad. And those guys won a lot. I mean a lot. And many of their coaches. Andrew Luck's got fired. Justin Herbert's got fired. It's not like, well, the weapons. Oh, the weapons. Bears have good backs and an excellent young tight end. They could use another receiver. But again, his protection is better than anybody wants to acknowledge. And whereas with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, I saw tremendous staggering growth year one to year two, I didn't with Fields. He's more YouTube star. Sensational plays, but the little stuff, footwork, accuracy, I think you have to consider it. Here's four reasons. One more season of average to bad, and you'll get nothing for him. Secondly, the Bears have a defensive coach and a defensive culture, and they didn't draft him. He's not their guy. Third, Chicago probably won't have the number one pick for a while. I don't think they'll be good, but you're not going to be in this territory again. Use the opportunity. And four, 
You had Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith, and you couldn't win games. You think Will Anderson is going to come in and turn the franchise around? In an offensive pivoting league where it's hard to go on a 10-game losing streak, in a, in a year the Packers were down, and the Vikings and Lion defenses were atrocious. They lost 10 straight games. I think you have to consider calling Atlanta and saying, we'll give you Justin Fields. Give us your eighth pick. Go get Bryce Young. And then go get another, the second or third best edge rusher. I like Justin Fields, but I've never, ever thought he was Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he's close to Caleb Williams or Drake May. I don't think he's an Andrew Luck. I don't think he's a guy that can succeed if the circumstances aren't great. He's more Trey Lance. He'll work if he gets the right stuff. And I don't know if Chicago will have the right stuff. But all you have to do is go to PFF and look at O-lines. His is middle of the pack. Some of those young guys they drafted ended up being pretty good. They spent a lot of draft capital on the O-line. And a lot of those guys were starting and pretty good. And they've got capable backs and a top tight end. And I think a good offensive coordinator. Yes, they could use other receivers. Nobody disputes that. But the numbers for Fields have not been great. If he struggles next year, you'll get nothing for him. Now you could probably get the eighth pick. I mean, if Carr goes to Carolina and Jimmy goes to Tampa, you think Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons, wants to sit there and be awful again? I don't think so. Not like I know Arthur Blank well, but I don't think so. I think it's something you absolutely have to consider. This organization wasn't winning with Roquan Smith. It wasn't winning with Khalil Mack. You weren't posting playoff wins. What's Will Anderson going to do? Good player. He'd be a great finishing piece for a young. You know, if Kansas City could get him at the end of the first round, it'd be great for them. They don't have a lot of big needs. They have Chris Jones inside and Frank Clark and... But to build around, let's be a good player in an offensive-leaning sport. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. NFL season over, but a lot of stuff happening around a the league this week. It's lot. very busy. But let's go back to the Super Bowl to start. Andy Reid, he was considered one of the best NFL coaches before his second Super Bowl win over the Chiefs. For the Chiefs, sorry, on Sunday. After the game, Patrick Mahomes said it meant a lot to the team to help Reed solidify his legacy with the dub. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I think everybody knew that, um, but these last two Super Bowls kind of cemented that. Um, and to have someone that um, is, is such a great person who, who gets the best out of uh, the players and uh, to become men and players, um, you wanted to do that. You wanted to win those Super Bowls for them, and it was, uh, it's, it's great that we did that. And uh, like, like he said, man, we're not done. I'm going to have him around here for a little bit longer at least. I like to provide context or try to, Colin. I looked this up. Before getting Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid was, what, a good coach? Very good? Oh, he I was, thought he was very, very good. Okay. Top five in the league easily. Top three, arguably. Pre-Mahomes, Andy Reid was 1-5 in, in NFC title games. 0-1 in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was getting to title games. And that's the thing. Like, <coughs> say what you want about John Lynch. John Lynch isn't winning them because he doesn't have the great quarterback. But John Lynch is getting... Uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan is getting you in to big playoff games. And that's what Andy Reid was doing. Remember, championships is a lot of 
do you think it's kind of crazy that Belichick now can't win without Brady? And well, when you have a great quarterback, you go from really good San Francisco. Put Mahomes on the Niners this year. It's kind of anywhere, it. and yeah. the coach suddenly looks like a genius. So yeah. Reed was ten and nine in the playoffs in Philadelphia. That yeah. is a cut above five hundred. And remember. When Reed was in the NFC, it was the better conference. Now, New England was the best team, but there was a feeling it was an overall better conference. Now Andy's doing it in a significantly better conference. Now, think about that. That that tells you how good Mahomes is. Rookie running back, average receiving core, tougher conference, Super Bowl champ. So, I mean, you got there's a lot of context with Andy. Andy in an era where the NFC... When Andy was over there, the Giants won two Super Bowls. The Cowboys were no, more functional. I mean, there was a lot of... I mean, Chicago, by the way, had some... Aaron Rodgers and Favre. Yeah. Like, it, it was a better conference. So, 10-9 and nine in Philly in the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes, 11-3. and three. And I, look how I many of those... people want to play this whole, like, who's more important, Reed or Mahomes. Oh, it's Mahomes. It's a marriage. No, Colin. no, no, but it's a 60-40 quarterback. I mean, Brady... 51-49? I mean, listen, I know Mahomes was very good in the Super Bowl, but no. the play calls in the red zone were Andy Reid. Yeah, no, I think I think we both know Belichick and Brady. Tom, early in his career, was not a great quarterback. So Belichick gets credit for the early He's ones. like a game manager, yeah. right? Tom yeah. gets credit, majority of the credit for the late ones. Yeah, Tom Brady is making those fourth quarter comebacks in the Super Bowl. I'm not trying to disparage either one. I just think, you know, Reed was very good with before Mahomes. Very and now good. he's incredible with Mahomes. It you know? shows you that ultimately you can have a cake. It's a good cake. But if you want it to be the best, okay, you got to have the guy. Yeah. Right? Uh, next up, this news just broke here in the last hour. The Baltimore Ravens have hired an offensive coordinator, and it's Georgia's OC, Todd Munkin. He had been with the Bulldogs for the last three years, two national championships. He spent eight years in the NFL. So, Colin, the defending national champs, two-time defending national champs, lose their OC to the NFL. And the first question everybody's asking is, will Todd Munkin's philosophy offensively mesh with Lamar Jackson? Your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, Georgia... Um, has significantly better players than virtually everybody they play yeah. except Alabama. And now you go into a division where I would argue that uh, uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh have at least as good of players as you do and Cleveland's close. Oh, Baltimore skill position players are among the worst in the league. So it's it's this is not an easy pull. Uh, I do think they'll re-sign Lamar, but I think that's a go-either-way scenario. So I was reading about some of Munkin's philosophies. He likes the 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, two receivers, which meshes with what the Ravens have done, the heavy packages. But I do wonder, Colin, Munkin just coached Stetson Bennett at Georgia offensively to two national championships. You don't think he's an NFL quarterback, do you? Wait a minute. I had Feldman on my podcast, Bruce Feldman, say, yes, he's a mid-to-late-round pick. Uh-huh. Colin, listen, no, nobody's saying Stetson Bennett is incredible. You just said Brock Purdy got to the NFC Championship game. If you can reset the quarterback in Baltimore and go from Lamar Jackson wants all of the money to Stetson Bennett mid-round pick. You're on that thing. You've been well, on this I'm now just, for a month. I just looked it up. Pro Football Focus. Baltimore had the second-graded offensive line in the league. Healthy Ronnie Stanley. They got the new center, Linden Baum no, from your, Iowa. No, your theory is a good one, which is we are seeing now. Now, Jalen Hurts is much better than Brock Purdy. But we didn't think that coming in, right, did we? Did we think Jalen Hurts is going to be in the Super Bowl three years ago? No way. Okay. No. The point being, if you can load the roster up, yep. 
take Stetson Bennett for two years. I mean, I'm not even sold if Kenny Pickett's great. He won six of his last seven starts where he played the full game. Kenny Pickett with a battle line and a defensive coach. So it's there, there. You and I went back and forth on this. Is there going to be a trend that if you don't have a Mahomes or a Herbert or or a great, you know, what, a top five guy, right? That you just draft these third, fourth, fifth round guys and stack your roster. That's the move. So, so if he whiffs, you go get another one. Yeah, but you've got a great roster, so all you need is a ready. And, and, I mean, Stetson Bennett started what at least 29, 30 college games. Not as many as Purdy, but he's got two years of starts. No, it's wait. It's, don't screw it up. Here's no, the keys to the Ferrari. Don't don't wreck it. I think to get it TCU, Max Duggan, Max Duggan yeah. by a third round pick. Can and, you put him on a Baltimore? If plug, you're, if plug you're, and play, right? Yeah, if your scout scouting department says Duggan's better than Bennett, and I have no idea what scouts say uh, on those two guys, but if it is, draft Duggan, load your roster up, go buy a wide receiver. I think it. I think it's so, if you don't have a star, what's the second option? Yeah. And it's your option. So you you franchise tag Lamar this year. Stetson Bennett learns the offense, sees what an NFL locker room is about. Then you say Lamar, we're not paying you. Hit the market, have fun. Stetson Bennett's our guy, and oh, by the way, look at the riches. Look at the embarrassment of riches we yeah. have on offense and defense. I think it's. I think if you don't have Mahomes or a top five guy, that's an argument. The second thing to do, which and is ha- don't pay your quarterback anything. Just by the way, Taylor Heineke. These Taylor Heineke this year beat Aaron Rodgers in a game. He got to the playoffs uh, two years ago. <laughs> I know. I, now, played, I know he didn't win a game, but he played Brady pretty tight in that playoff game. And and, and I would love to hear. NFL front offices, do they believe this is going to be the next trend, Colin? Because, again, I like Lamar Jackson a lot. But the last two years, he hasn't been a top-five quarterback. And he's been hurt. He's been hurt a little bit. He's got the running at $45 million a year. No, I I think we're going to see Dallas potentially regress significantly. I, I, You and I both and, agree and with that. And they gave Dak a lot of money. I, I like Dak. You can like Dak, but... I don't like him at $45 million. That's the thought. That's the problem. I like Russell Wilson. I don't like him at a $55 million number. I, I, I well, I, I like Sean Payton coaching him better than I do McCarthy yeah. and Dak. Yeah. All right, final story. Arizona Cardinals. Jeez, we thought the Colts were a dumpster fire. Arizona's a mess. They have narrowed their coaching search to two candidates. Arizona's picking between... Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles DC, who could not get one stop in the second <laughs> half of the Super Bowl, and Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. Yeah, I I'm don't, sure I butchered his name. This, this doesn't. Hey, by the way, Brian Flores was up for this and said no, thank you, and went I think to Minnesota. Minnesota. This is a mess. This this organization is toxic. Can you give some positive words to Arizona Cardinals fans? I, I don't. Fans? I'm, you know, my positive words for Arizona Cardinal fans: go buy Sun season tickets. Go watch KD oh, and Chris Paul yeah. and Booker. I think this organization right now is out of control. They're a complete, utter mess. Nobody wants to coach Kyler Murray. And Bidwell's uh, losing his mind. He's screaming at uh, Steve Keim. Apparently, they had a big blow-up. Yeah. Uh, they, they're a mess. D-Hop wants out. Former players with Kyler are banging on him. It's a mess. It's the worst franchise right now. Because of their situ, it's situationally, it's the worst franchise in the league. It's amazing. Last year at this time, we were like, Cardinals on the uptick. Kyler made the playoffs. This team's going in the right direction. Now, the coach is gone. The GM is gone. The quarterback's hurt. They're saying he's going to start the season on the pup list. It it pays $5 million a year, and nobody wants the job. What does that tell you? I'm curious. Your thoughts on Gannon. Like... Second half of the Super Bowl, Colin, the Chiefs adjusted. Gannon didn't do anything. They could not stop anything that Andy Reid was throwing at him. 
this mighty defense that destroyed the no, NFC. It, it, it is amazing to me that Eagle fans are blaming the ref on a play you're allowed to call when your defense and your special teams and your run game. But the defense was atrocious. They all let Jalen Hurts down. All of them. Now, I would have more confidence in the Bengals, D.C., who has been outstanding against the AFC this season. He's coached really well second half, which is adjusting. Like, anybody can go in with a good game plan after the week. You can have an awesome show. Colin, if we got huge breaking news in an hour. That's the difference. you got to flip things quickly. Bengals have been the best defensive adjusting team in the league for two years. No doubt about it. Back-to-back, they've been the best adjusting defense in the league. No question. Can you adjust on the fly and pivot quickly? I don't know if Gannon can. Yeah, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. I got so much here. Uh, by, by the way, can I, can I for a second say this? If you speed on the freeway, and I'm saying you only go like eight miles an hour, nine miles an hour over, you now have allowed a police officer the right to give you a ticket if you are late to a big meeting at work you have allowed your boss to demote you if you grab a wide receiver out of a break with a couple of minutes left in the super bowl you have given the official the right to throw a flag don't give people in power the opportunity to ticket you flag you or demote you james bradbury held And can we stop with the it ruined the game? A great three-hour movie isn't ruined completely because you don't like the ending. And a a terrible movie isn't elevated significantly to great because it's got a funny ending. It was amazing. 113 million people viewed it on TV. It was a great game with an odd ending. But you're telling on yourself... If you're trying to convince me, it ruined everything. You're an Eagle fan or an Eagle better. I didn't love the ending, but it was a great game and a showcase of remarkable quarterback play and two really aggressive offensive coaches. Uh, One is one of the best coaches in the history of the game. But you, you can't just reverse it. If the game would have been the Patriots Rams Super Bowl, which was a snooze fest, but there was a close play late, and it was a great call. Would you call that an all-time great Super Bowl because of a call? Then you can't tell me this was a bad Super Bowl. On a call, by the way, a lot of people agreed with. Like, I didn't love the ending, but when you speed, when you show up late to a meeting, when you grab out of a route, you are giving somebody in power the right and the opportunity to throw a flag. Don't. That's on you. It's not on the official. I know, I know. Most cops won't if you're nine miles an hour over. Most bosses won't if you're late. And most officials may not throw that flag. But again, we live in a society where everybody's a victim. The president, my parents, my boss, I should be much more successful. Why were you wearing dark gloves when the Chiefs had the rare white jersey? That's coaching or a lack of. The Patriots wore white gloves when they faced teams in the playoffs with white jerseys. That is the difference between a head coach, Nick Sirianni, and Andy Reid. The little things. 
That was the difference between McVeigh and Belichick, and Sean admitted it later. They failed on the little things during preparation. They overanalyzed and overcoached. When you watch those red zone plays from Andy Reid, they saw flaws and habits of the Eagles, and they worked them. You may want to look in the mirror. Blame your D.C. who may get the Arizona job. Don't give people in power the opportunity to flag you, ticket you, and demote you. Top of the hour, Nick Wright stops by. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Sunday, the 2023 NASCAR regular season gets underway with the Great American Race. The Daytona 500, Sunday at 2.30 Eastern, only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. All right, you got to have a coach. And a quarterback to win in this league. Uh, the Colts announced Shane Steichen. He has just been the play caller and the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Super bright. Chargers had him. 
Uh, Tom Telesco just went on and on and on in his younger years about how good this kid was, Shane Steichen. Now he's with the Eagles. He's going to be good. So I think they've got the right coach and the right mindset. Now they've got to figure out a quarterback. And if you look at the draft, I do think the Colts are going to get one of these top three quarterbacks. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are good enough to overcome dysfunction necessarily. I think next year you have two that can. This guy's super bright. So Carolina hires an offensive coach. The Colts hire an offensive coach. Denver hires a great offensive coach. The Texans, shocker, go defensive coach, although I like D'Amico Ryans, and Arizona's a tire fire, so who cares? Um, but I was watching the Super Bowl, and I there, this, this happens all the time. Like, you get a cultural change, and like some people pivoted very quickly in baseball to analytics. Some people in the NBA, the Warriors, the smarter people, pivoted very quickly to analytics. The Lakers didn't. That's why the Warriors are a dynasty and the Lakers are a mess. Because it all happened 10 years ago where the Warriors heavily pitted, uh, pivoted to three-point shooting. And the Lakers, Byron Scott at one point was the coach. They were stubborn. They just had old-school thinking. Now, with the Lakers, we'll get stars. We'll get the White Howard. We'll get... That's why the Lakers today are a mess. They just had to engineer some deals and get some shooters like... Uh, Malik Beasley or D'Angelo Russell. It's a little too late. They're currently, they lost last night to Portland. But when I'm watching Andy Reid in the Super Bowl, I can't be the only person that thought this. He's turned Juju Smith-Schuster into a valuable Super Bowl-wide receiver. He took Sky Moore, a rookie, and Kadarius Toney, a midseason pickup. Did you watch that in the red zone and think, how do you hire a defensive coach? Uh, uh, seriously, I just don't, I mean, think about it. The Jets couldn't score a touchdown last three games, defensive coach. The Bears lost 10 straight, defensive coach. The Texans 31st on offense, defensive coach. I'm not doubting these guys are smart guys. But the world's changed. You can use the internet or encyclopedias. You may get the right answer with both. One's much more efficient, and it's not the books. I'm watching that Super Bowl, and my takeaway on this is, I don't know how these organizations are hiring defensive coaches. And again... I said Brian Flores to the tire fire in Arizona may be the sort of rigid defensive special teams guy they need to save the franchise. But God, when you watch Minnesota replace his very good Mike Zimmer and get significantly better, it's like same guys, same bad. I mean, they, they, their strengths were their strengths, their weaknesses were their weaknesses, and they turned like eight close losses into 11 and oh, in close wins, it was the coordinator. It was the coach. It was the same quarterback, same receivers, same old line, same running back, mostly reasonable division, mostly Green Bay pulled a little back. But, I mean, there was a real shocking moment for me this year at the end of the year, and I talked about it on the air, when it was a real eye-opener when both Tua and Skylar Thompson went to cold-weather Buffalo against Josh Allen and that offense and that defense, and they both kept it close against the Bills. Why? Is Tua great? No. Is Skylar Thompson good? No. Mike McDaniel worked Sean McDermott. And these offensive coaches not only can't quite get the sensibility right, is it just me or are most defensive coach teams bad in the O-line? I like Mike Tomlin. Five years. They can't figure out the O-line. 
I think Sean McDermott's good. Five years, they can't figure out the O-line. I don't know. I just, I watched the Chargers this year with what is believed to be a very smart defensive coach. They were the only team in the league that was bad on offense in the second half with a star quarterback. One team in the league, the Chargers. All the other bad second-half offenses had bad quarterbacks or were just bad teams. So, you know, again, you can use the internet or encyclopedias. You could get the same answer maybe with both. But I'm watching Andy Reid in that Super Bowl, and my takeaway is, listen, seven of the last eight coaches in the playoffs this year were offensive coaches. And then there was Josh Allen, who, by the way, regressed this year. And the run game never really popped. And the offensive line continues to be an issue outside of center. So, I mean, I'm, I'm watching Juju Smith-Schuster, who Pittsburgh gave up on, was kind of silly, talented, but couldn't separate. Kadarius Toney came in late. Sky Moore. <laughs> they take the Packers' third-best receiver. And it's like they were more productive without Tyreek Hill and a rookie running back. I, I just don't think a defensive coach could come close to pulling that off. And so when I when I see the Colts hire today, my takeaway is they got it right. Young offensive coach. They're not going to be very good next year because they're going to have to draft a quarterback. But they got one of the two things I think you have to have to win Super Bowls. When Belichick can't make the playoffs, the best coach probably in our lifetime, can't make the playoffs in a division where the Jets remain dysfunctional and Miami's quarterback couldn't stay healthy in the last month. And Buffalo regressed, and they still couldn't make the playoffs. Feels like a thing. Feels like a thing. Arizona, Brian Flores, to save the franchise, kind of feels like the move. Not the best move. I would have hired John Payton. He didn't want the job. Not the best move. I'd get Jim Harbaugh. He didn't want the job. So their offensive guy, they weren't up for the, the, the top agents have the top coaching candidates. None of them are going to Arizona. So it's not like Brian Flores would have been my first choice, but I do think of the defensive coordinators with a resume, he would have been the best available choice. With Steichen having worked with Herbert and Jalen Hurts, which quarterback do you think he prefers at the top of the draft? C.J. Stroud, Levis, or Bryce Young? Because one of those three is not like the other two. That's a great question. That's a great question. Hour two in L.A. next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.